When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thursday, June 24th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk Podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, the Indians open a four-game series in Minnesota. We'll, uh, we'll preview that series here in a, in a minute, but uh, obviously the big news from yesterday, Aaron Savali had his uh, examination by Dr. Thomas Graham, the hand specialist. Uh, he looked at his injured middle finger on his throwing hand, and the results were maybe kind of what the Indians were expecting uh, and, and maybe even a best case scenario. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was no mention of surgery. So that was, you know, a big key right there. Uh, shut down for a one to two weeks, you know, from throwing then maybe four to five weeks back uh, to game act, you know, game action. So, um, you know, I, I don't know if it, it's not great news, but it's not, it's not the end of the world news either. So, I guess it's somewhere in between, but you're still without, you know, the major league uh, leader in wins with for basically over a month, you know, past the all-star break through uh, till, till maybe August. Right. Right. Yeah. That's what we're looking at is, you know, the possibility of him uh, being back to taking regular turns in the rotation uh, by the, you know, mid to end of July. And certainly the the final two months of the season, uh, if he's back to, to being healthy, but there's no guarantee that the Aaron Savali that you're going to get back on the other side of this injury is going to be the same Aaron Savali that looked so good through his first 14 starts. And like you said, he was the, the major league leader in wins. He was the major league leader in innings pitched. Uh, there's a durability factor there that was, that was, you know, just invaluable for this rotation. If you can call it a rotation right now, uh, so, yeah, they, they know what they're up against. They've known what they were up against without, without Bieber, you know, Plesak being, uh, you know, close but not ready probably until the, after the All-Star break. Uh, these are going to be a, a final stretch here before, before the All-Star game of, of about 17, 18 games where, uh, you know, it, it, it could be a, a turning point for the season depending on how they do heading, heading into the break. Yeah, there's no doubt about that, Joe. Um, you know they've, uh, you know they they're on this uh, nine-game, uh, ten-day trip. Uh, like you said, it's ended up with four in Minnesota. Uh, you know, Detroit then uh, is in 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 uh, to end the, the month of June, 
And then, you know, you go Houston, Tampa Bay, and Kansas City, right up to the All-Star break with that stretch of, uh, you know, 30 games in 31 days. And, you know, so far, they're, <laughs> the Indians are doing okay. But, uh, you, know, it, you know, this is just, uh, you know, eventually you lose, keep losing pitchers like this, and it, it catches up with you. You just can't replace that many quality arms. On, on the bright side, the, the last, you know, four or five, the last four starts, three, four starts uh, by the, the young arms in the, who, who are trying to salvage things. Uh, you know, Mejia gives up a bunch of runs, but goes five innings. And then Hentges uh, and Eli Morgan and Cal Quantrill all give you at least five innings in their starts. Uh, so even if they're not, you know, necessarily coming in and getting the wins in these games, they're, they're saving the bullpen at least a few innings that, you know, so they're not going six, they're not going seven, but you know, the bullpen isn't having to work, you know, five, six innings a game. They're only having to work four. Yeah. That, that's a key. And uh, like you said, Hank is Quantrill, uh, Eli Morgan, all five innings. Uh, Morgan was you know, out of all those three, they gave up one run and that was by Morgan. So, you know, that's, that's quality stuff. And you get one more inning out of each guy. Those are quality starts. Uh, and, uh, you know, you, you can live with that as long as the offense keeps, you know, kind of percolating like it, like it has been in June and the bullpen uh, holds up, you know, you've got a chance, you've got a chance to, to win every game almost, you got, or every game you go into you, as long as your starter gives you five or six innings. Yeah. That was the, uh, the hallmark of that, you know, that Indians club back in 2018 that had, you know, four pitchers go 200 innings was that, you know, they gave th those guys the starters gave the team a chance to win every game by getting deep enough into games. Uh, certainly the, this rotation looks nothing like that, but uh, you know, if, if they can hang around, if they can, like you said, use the bullpen effectively and have just enough offense, there's a chance. Uh, certainly. Uh, which of those, those guys you're talking Mejia, Quantrill, Hentges and Morgan, uh, which of them sort of looks the most like, they could be a, a, a fixture in the rotation, like a, a starter eventually uh, as, you know, once they start getting pieces back in, in place. You know, I, I guess I'd go with Quantrill. He's got the most experience. He's certainly, you know, I think I really, his pitch mix, you know, his velocity, um, you know, I, I think he's really, I think he's suited to, to make that adjustment and, and make the jump to the rotation, you know, it, with Henkes, you know, you love, I love his stuff. Um, I love his potential. I think he could work in the pen or, or the rotation, but you know, the way, you know, he, the way he looked against Pittsburgh on Sunday, you know, that's, that was five innings in a heartbeat. You know, he, it, it looked like he could have gone like two or three more innings. So, um, you know, that's encouraging. So, you know, you've got this second wave of starters. Uh, but if I had to pick one out of them, it would be Quantrill. Yeah, and, and we, you know, with Plesak being close to getting ready to, to maybe head out on a rehab assignment, you know, maybe there's there's something there, and they can they can start working some some magic here, smoke and mirrors. But you know, Plesak certainly isn't going to be able to go six innings right off the bat as soon as he comes back. So, uh, you know, who knows what they'll have? Yeah, Plesak is supposed to throw another bullpen today. So uh, you know, I'm, I guess we're we're getting pretty close to a decision. I think probably another. What uh, he's got to throw BP probably he's got to throw simulated game and then 
you know, he's out the door, then uh, I'm sure he'll be either going to Akron or, or Columbus. Well, I was, I was down in Akron last night to catch a doubleheader of the, the Rubber Ducks and the Erie Seawolves. That's a, it's a fun place to see a game, man. I, I highly recommend anybody listening if you, uh, you get a chance to, to go down and catch a Rubber Ducks game. That was a, a lot of fun. The Rubber Ducks uh, beat Spencer Torkelson, the number one, number one pick in the draft last year for the Tigers. Uh, they beat his Erie Seawolves uh, in, in two games. Uh, Oscar Gonzalez hit a, a big home run in the second game for the Indians. Got to see Tyler Freeman play third base. A uh, lot, just a lot of fun watching some of these prospects. And uh, uh, Bo Naylor was also on the uh, on the field playing in the first game. Uh, saw him. So uh, a little bit of the future there for the Indians um, down in Akron. A lot of fun on a Wednesday night when the Indians weren't playing. What did you think? Uh, did anybody jump out at you, Joe? Juan Moda uh, came in in relief at the end of the first game. Pitched uh, maybe the last two innings. Had five consecutive strikeouts, uh, was hitting 99 on the gun, and looked every bit like a major leaguer out, out there on the mound. Uh, he's maybe a year or two away if he he refines his command, but he was he was pumping gas. Uh, you, you could tell there's there's guys on the field that you can just tell look different at, at, at the double A level. This guy looked different. He looked like a major leaguer out there. What did you think of Freeman at third base? Huh, that's kind of a yeah, they, they moved a lot of guys around. I'll tell you, Richie Palacios looked really good. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, He played second base, and I think he played third base. Uh, Freeman played third base and then didn't play in the second game of the doubleheader. But, uh, you know, he makes all the plays. He made a couple of really nice plays defensively. And uh, he had a double. He, you know, he's always going to get you. He's, he sort of reminds me of like a Whit Merrifield type guy. You know, you just put him on the board for, for two hits in a game. Or you know, two or three times being on base in a game, and that's that's exactly what he did in the in the first game of the doubleheader yesterday. So, a lot of fun, a lot of fun to watch. There's never been a better time to register for Indian Subtext and get all your Cleveland Indians news with updates from Cleveland.com reporters Paul Hoynes and Joe Noga. Get on board now by going to joinsubtext.com/clevelandindians. Our subscriber-based service gives you the latest news, analysis, and more from the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing from the team and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions and opinions on everything from the team's name to that day's lineup. And it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why sign up? Hear from one of our subscribers. I'm uh, Jeff Heinerson. I grew up there in Milan, Ohio, but I now live out in Idaho. I've been here for 40 years, and uh, my son was born and raised here, and I got him as a birthday present, uh, your subtext. And I wanted to thank Paul for sending him a birthday greeting and to tell you that he is really enjoying the subtext. He even He's not from Ohio, but because he grew up with me, he's hardcore Indian fan. So thanks again. Jeff and all of our Indian subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the Indians and the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians or better yet, text Hoinsey at 216-208-4346. Again, that's 216-208-4346. We look forward to hearing from you on Indian subtext. All right. Well, uh, you know, one of the things that we, we wanted to talk about here uh, is as we get closer to the All-Star game and the release of the final 
final vote totals uh, for this first phase of the selection process. Uh, Jose Ramirez was just out of position uh, to make the top three and be in the finals for the vote at third base. But uh, those totals haven't been released yet. The voting ended Thursday at noon. Uh, we, we expect to hear at some point who will be in the finalists. Uh, and that vote begins on Monday. But, uh, you know, it, it, there's a lot of competition. I'm, I'm thinking ahead of Jose Ramirez. It's a, a pretty tall order for him to try and, and leap into that, uh, that group of three. And if he doesn't do that, I don't know what his chances are of even making an all-star team. Yeah, that's a good point, Joe. Uh, you know, Mancata's there, uh, Bregman's there, uh, Devers is there from Boston. All those, you know, having, they're really having uh, solid seasons at third baseman. And, um, so, you know, and, and Jose certainly is as, as well. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, you just, you know, there's only so many, you know, chairs at the table there. So we'll see what happens. So maybe he'll get picked as an extra guy if he doesn't make the final, the final list there. Yeah, I, I don't see them carrying more than three third basemen in the game. That, that's got to be a, uh, there's got to be a limit there. So uh, if, he, if he's not a, you know, one of the top three guys, then he would have to you know, take the place of somebody like a Moncada or a Bregman. And we don't know about you know, whether injuries are going to play a factor or whatever. Uh, one of the, you, you certainly don't think that he would play a different position if he's selected as a reserve, uh, that, that's something the Indians wouldn't necessarily be in favor of. No, I don't think so. Maybe if it was for an inning, you know, he goes in and replaces somebody, plays an inning, gets in at bat, then comes out. I, you know, something like that, but or pinch hits or you know, a, a situation like that in the All Star game. But uh, yeah, and and you know, maybe Jose could use the rest too if he doesn't make the All Star team and you know use those four days to heal up because. Uh, since he came back from getting hit in the foot, he doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't look like. I think he still might be kind of limp, you know, feeling some pain in that foot right now. A little bit After sore, yeah. Hit, what was it? Friday night in in Pittsburgh or in Saturday? Pittsburgh, yeah. First game of the series in Pittsburgh on Friday. So, uh, yeah, I remember uh, what was it? Uh, probably was either 2018, 20. It was 2018. It was uh, Jason Kipnis, and we we talked to him about you know the possibility of of getting voted into the All Star game and. And this was like a, a week, you know, a week or two before voting ended. And Kipnis looked at us. He's like, I got plans to be on a beach for those four days. He's like, don't vote. Kip Here's my campaign slogan. Don't vote Kipnis. <laughs> he wanted no part of being voted into the all-star game under any circumstances because he had already had plans to be on a beach somewhere during the all-star break. Uh, I think, uh, you know, maybe uh, Jose Ramirez might have plans to just uh, relax if he doesn't uh, make the all-star game. But again, certainly an honor if he does. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it would be you never his, turn that down. You got to You got to go if you get elected. Right. Yeah. That'd be his third selection if he if he ever made it. So, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get into, you know, who some of the other snubs and and whatnot can be uh, coming up. But what other Indians players do you think deserve to make it at this point of the uh, of the process? I, certainly, you know, if, if Savali hadn't gotten hurt, I, I, I would think he would be in line to make the roster, if not even start. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say, Joe, uh, you know, certainly, you know, Savali would, uh, you know, qualify, you know, and, and those guys don't get voted on it. The, the uh, commissioner's office picks the uh, pitchers or I think, you know, the it's players a, might, the players vote too. Do the it's players a combination vote? of the players and uh, managers and coaches vote. Yeah. That goes into picking the reserves now. 
And, you know, I think out of the position players with the Indians, I, I probably would, uh, you know, Rosario, uh, Ahmed, Ahmed Rosario's had just a, you know, I think he's a great first half and uh, maybe not the, the, the sexy pick or, or the, the pick that the guy that jumps out at you at shortstop, but he cer certainly has played solid. And, I, you know, the, he, he might get picked as an extra guy. Yeah, uh, you know, depth isn't at, at shortstop in the American League might might not be, you know, tremendous right now in terms of, uh, you know, the talent that's out there. But Ahmed Rosario needs to have, you know, maybe one or two more really, really, really good weeks at the plate. And he's the, he'd be definitely in the conversation in terms of a reserve. Uh, as far as the bullpen goes, uh, up until the last couple of weeks, I would have said Brian Shaw, you know, could be could get strong consideration, but, you know, middle relievers and setup guys don't really necessarily always get picked. It's usually just starters and closers. But if, if that's the case, then the Indians have two candidates in James Karachak and Emmanuel Classe, who, who could both get some outside consideration. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, managers love those guys at the end. Uh, they, they both throw hard. They strike people out. Class A's got the 100 mile an hour reputation. Um, yeah, I think that would uh, either one of those guys has, has a real good chance of making. Well, if you want to give uh, Kevin Cash a warm blanket feeling, you know, something he's comfortable and cozy with, just give him a, you know, a six foot two guy who comes out of the bullpen and throws 100 miles an hour. It's not like he's never seen that before, right? <laughs> that, 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 they grow those on trees in Tampa Bay, don't they? Yeah, they got they got like ten of those guys. <laughs> yeah, so uh, maybe Emmanuel Class A gets a gets a a shot at an All Star uh, appearance. You know, maybe comes in late innings and, and strikes somebody out. And hey, maybe he pulls a Shane Bieber and strikes out the side and wins the MVP. That that's uh, always an, an outside possibility. All right, and we want, also wanted to take a look at you know, it, again the idea out there about the Indians. Uh, maybe trying to work a trade or acquire some sort of veteran pitching help to get them through this next couple of weeks here. Somebody who's already sort of heated up and in a rotation and in a routine that they wouldn't have to wait on and they could just plug into their rotation and, and go with. Uh, the, the chances are not great that they will do this. I don't even know that Chris Antonetti and, and Mike Chernoff have this as part of a plan, but you know, as far as the availability of players within the organization, uh, you need look no further than Columbus for some, uh, some maybe potentially valuable trade chips. Andres Jimenez is on a tear at at AAA, and with Ahmed Rosario sort of settling in nicely at short at the major league level, and a whole crop of young, up and coming shortstops and middle infielders behind Jimenez, maybe Jimenez becomes a trade chip. Yeah, that's that's a great observation, Joe. I think, uh, you know, he's young, what, 22, 23 years old. Uh, teams are always looking for middle of the diamond players and uh, him and he's shown power too. you know, I think what he's got eight home runs. He's hit like six home runs in six games, six straight games. He's, he's seven home runs in his last eight games. Yeah. Last night he went three for four with two RBIs. Um, just uh you know, he's really come on there and maybe that's what he needed because he, he obviously last year he skipped, you know, he skipped uh, what he, well, he, there was no minor league season. So he, he jumped right, right to the big leagues basically. So maybe he just needed a little more 
seasoning in the minors, and he's certainly playing well there, and he's kind of moving around the diamond too. Right. This was sort of the development that I guess the Indians had hoped Jimenez would make at the major league level in the, the early part of the season. You know, that, like, there's always that, that saying that you hear from, uh, from the guys uh, with the Indians uh, that the, the last part of a player's development happens at the major league level. Well, they were sort of maybe hoping that this jump-started Jimenez, uh, and it didn't really take. It also doesn't help when you're playing in Cleveland in April and it's 40 degrees outside, and every other day you're getting uh, canceled. So, so Andres Jimenez, possibly you know uh, a guy who could be out there on the market. If not right now, in terms of uh, you know trying to acquire emergency help. And maybe at the trade deadline, he, he becomes part of a package for uh, a, a player if the Indians are still in contention. Uh, again, right now, to me, it just strikes me as he's a, a guy without a home, a guy without a position, if Ahmed Rosario keeps playing the way he's playing. Yeah, and I was, you know, when, when you think about that, what about, uh, what about Cesar Hernandez? Do you think there's a market for him? Then, you you know, uh, Jimenez could play second. Uh, you know, I... I don't know if you, if there's, you know, he's, he's shown power. He's, he's got some RBIs. He's shown he can handle the leadoff spot. His batting average isn't where it should be, but you know, that's, that's a possibility. A one-year guy, you know, he's on a one-year deal. Yeah. I, I, I like that, but I also, I also would hesitate to break up what you've got going as a good thing at the top of the lineup. Yeah. Uh, once they, once they figured out the formula and set that, you know, one, two, three, maybe four in the, 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 Cleveland Indians batting order uh Francona figured out the formula and it's 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 worked uh especially in the month of June uh the top four guys in the batting order have played you know re- extremely well for the Indians uh you know do you do you break that up in order to to move Hernandez for maybe some sort of pitching help I don't, yeah. you know I don't know yeah that that that's a good point Joe as long as you're in contention you, I guess you don't want to mess with a good thing and and you know they're playing reasonably well. They're they're still there. They're right there. So, um, I mean, I, if, it, know, if, it, if injuries to your top three pitchers didn't take you out of contention, then I, I think uh, you know I, I would wait to pull the trigger on a, a trade like that. Yeah, yeah, good point. All right. Well, we are uh, getting ready for the Indians and Twins. What do we expect tonight uh, from the opening matchup of the series uh, out there at Target Field? Uh, Mejia is uh, going for the Indians. Um, gave up five runs in his last start, uh, five runs in the first inning in his last start, and then came back and do, threw pretty well for those uh, four innings. Um, so, you know, and he's going against Berrios, you know, who is their, their ace. So, you know, that's a tough matchup for the tribe. The Indians, you know, have had been spotty against Berrios. You know, they're up and down. He made his big league debut against them few years ago so uh, they wore him out early and now he's kind of returning the favor so this is going to be an interesting uh, matchup then you know you go with the second wave then uh, Quantrill and then uh, Quantrill and Henkis and and uh, Eli Morgan are, will, will pitch the the next three games and the twins are pretty hot coming in I think they'd won five in a row before they lost uh, lost uh, Wednesday I think it was the team uh, I can't remember but they, you know, they, they're like five and one in their last six games. Um, they've got, you know, they've got some people back there, but they also, their, their injured list is, is longer than the Indians. And the one guy you got to feel bad for is uh, Byron Buxton just came back earlier this week. 
Then he gets hit in the hand with a pitch, uh, left hand, breaks his hand. He's back on the uh, IL, and he just he he he's you know he's got he's a great talent, and he plays that way against the Indians offensively and defensively. So the so the tribe is not going to miss uh, five. They'll they'll probably feel bad for Byron, but uh, they're not going to miss him. Yeah, Buxton was a, an MVP candidate, you know, early in the season. The way he was playing, he was out of his mind, uh, leading almost every offensive category in baseball. Uh, just just tough to see him uh, come back and get hurt so quickly uh, with the with the hand injury. All right, Hoinsey, we will uh, check in again with you uh, tomorrow for the final time this week as we uh, look forward to more on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We'll talk to you then. All right, Joe.